The program you about to hear is a pre-recorded broadcast. Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints against Islam's assault on North America. Well, thank you for joining us here today at the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is Tom Wallace. Yesterday I began talking to you about what I call the power of the tongue. We're in a battle here in our day where uh, the world is trying to shut down the Christian voice. And we need people with courage who are going to stand up and speak up. Um, so many people are afraid uh, to speak. You know, we live in a day where we're so afraid of getting labeled, getting um, called a racist. That's, that's probably the biggest fear I think that people have out there is that they're going to be called a racist. And especially when we're dealing with these issues of Islam and um, the the threat that we know that the, you know, the, religion, the religion of Islam and its ideology has uh, when it comes to our, um, you know, our way of life. We here in, in, Amer- in America, we vigorously uh, value something called liberty. Liberty is very important to us. It gives us the freedom to speak, the freedom of choice, the freedom to choose who governs us. Islam, it doesn't uh, afford people that. It takes that away. Uh, the whole word Islam means submit, surrender. Uh, it's very simple to figure this out, folks. You know, you look at Islamic countries and what type of government do they usually install? A dictatorship. Someone who dictates to the people who they're going to worship, how they're going to worship, who's going to govern them, how they're going to live. And their only idea of democracy usually is when the mob has had enough of the dictator and they finally rise up to throw him out, only to replace him with another. And uh, because this is what Islam gives you the government that Muhammad set up and gave for his followers to to install. And, and I've said this many times on this program, you need to know the facts and, you, you know, Christians uh, need to be better informed on the issues of Islam. And if you listen here to us at Fortress of Faith, you'll you'll get that schooling, you'll get that education here. But the Sharia law book, the Reliance of the Traveler, the ROT, is a good way to illustrate that Islam is more than just a religion. The first 350 pages of the law book of Islam deals with the religion, deals with how Muslims are to pray and all the different, the five pillars of Islam and who their God is and the theology. So the first 350 pages deals with all the religion. The next 750 pages deals with their government. And so Muhammad was doing more than just building a religion. He was building an empire, a kingdom. And we know that Islam, when it um, takes root and takes a hold of a community, it will destroy their republic, their freedoms, and their faith. And it will uh, replace it with a, a dictatorship, with um, lack of freedoms to speak and choose, and uh, Islam will be the religion of that people. 
And so we must resist it. I don't know of any country that's ever recovered from Islam except for one. I may be wrong, but uh, I know Spain was under the control of Islam for six, seven hundred years. And there was a time that they turned to God and they threw Islam out, but it was short-lived. And Spain is one of the poorest European nations. I think that the, the pain and the destruction that Islam brought on that uh, country has never really allowed it to recuperate. But we need people who have courage, who are going to stand up and speak up against what is going on. And I ended yesterday with talking about silence, that silence is consent for uh, things to happen. Edmund Burke wisely said a couple hundred years ago, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Uh, evil will reign if we remain silent. And we have a duty, the Bible tells in Proverbs seventeen fifteen that we cannot justify the wicked. And sometimes our silence, because we won't speak out against it, we won't condemn wickedness, we give justification for it. And God says that's an abomination. Proverbs seventeen fifteen: He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. In Proverbs 31, verse 8 and 9, we're to open our mouth for the dumb in the cause of such that are appointed to destruction. And open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. We have a responsibility to speak for righteousness. And when wickedness shows up in our community and people are getting killed and destroyed and the needs of the poor and needy, we are to stand for the righteousness, for God's righteousness, and to open our mouth for it. We cannot remain silent. And so I want to give you the rules. When we do speak, God has certain things for us to, in, in how we speak. And, and folks, this needs to be a priority. We need to speak the truth with love. Ephesians 4.15 very clearly tells us that our speech needs to be with love. We don't come out with um, venom and contempt. Now, I know at times these things are difficult. I don't always succeed like I want to. Sometimes there is a bit of contemptuousness in my speech, and I, I don't like that. I, I, I still struggle uh, with my own um, nature uh, and... Um, you know, and I, I, I try to be the child of God that he wants me to be. And sometimes we do get angry and we get frustrated. But we need to be governed by love. And we need to speak the truth with love. I've, I've said this for so many years. I was raised with this. My dad taught me with this. And, uh, and I've lived my life with this. And it served me well. You're seldom persuasive when you are abrasive. If you come out, you know, with venom in your throats and, um, and cutting and hurtful sayings, you're not going to win the opposition to you. We must speak the truth in love. The Bible also tells us in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, that our speech needs to be seasoned with salt. What does that mean? We are bearers of God's righteousness. In Matthew 5, we're told that we're the light of the world and we're the salt of the earth. And that uh, salt, salt, you know, it, it's so needed in our world. You can't live without it. But too much of it can also kill. 
And so when we speak truth, we need to have the wisdom to season our speech with salt. We don't dump it on them. You Sometimes you have to gradually lead someone down the path so that they can understand. And we must be patient, too. Another thing about our speech, we must speak with passion. In Jude chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says, to earnestly contend for the faith. That word, contend, is where we get the word to agonize. It ought to be something that is passionate, not just um, laid back and, and you know, there's nothing urgent here. or and so, No, we need to contend for the faith and do it earnestly. We need to also speak compassionately. I believe there's a lot of truth that's revealed for us when you study Psalms 126, verse 6. And I know we use this verse more for soul winning and for sharing the gospel with the lost. But sometimes when we go to the lost, we are removing, we're not just planting seed, but we're removing rocks and thorns and thistles that's in the field so that it can receive the good, so we can create good ground so it can receive the seed. But in Psalms 126, verse 6, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed where the you know, bearers of the seed, God's word, and it's not just all about bringing salvation to the lost. There's uh, God's righteousness and morality and his ways and his precepts that we must bring to the world as well. But when we go weeping, now that doesn't mean necessarily we have to cry and weep over them, but it needs, but they need to know that we have compassion for our fellow man. Also, First Timothy two two, we're to speak honestly. That uh, God wants of God's leaders to uh, lead a quiet and peaceful life, and to do it with godliness and honesty. We need to speak with with honesty, and and so we we need to have the facts. We need to have the details. Now the world they're living in an imagination. They're living in a fantasy world, and they want what they believe or what they want to be right, that a man can be a girl, a girl can be a man, that men can marry men and uh, that we evolved here and that that's not a baby inside that womb. And they're living in a fantasy world and they keep trying to push their agenda so hard on us. They don't have the facts on their side. They don't have honesty on their side, but they've got the influence of the law. They've got the influence of government. They used not to, but we let them take it away because we didn't have the backbone to stand up and speak up when we should have. And and so now we're trying to struggle to take back the ground that once was ours in this nation. We once were a God-fearing nation. It used to be that prayer and God was high on our list. We were proud to say, in God we trust. And now we're trying to protect that from the liberals, from the, um, uh, from the left, uh, from the rebels, to try to take that away from our, our government uh, motto. And, uh, and we must fight for that. We must speak for that. If we don't, we'll lose it. We must have courage to speak the truth about uh, ideologies and religions that preach false doctrine 
and uh, and to suffer reproach, to suffer the shame of being name called as a hate monger and, and stuff. But we've got to we don't wear that as a badge, but we don't let it affect us and bother us. The Bible says that we ought to suffer reproach. First Timothy 4:10. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God. You look at the early church, they didn't have favor in their community. They're, they're, the, the early believers there, they were um, under great scorn by the uh, Jewish faith and then the Roman government. Um, then they were turned upon by the Roman government and outlawed. And to be a child of God meant you were going to likely be captured and, and tortured to death. But they were willing to suffer reproach and yet we're so afraid to live in a day that um you know just to be labeled as a racist because we speak out against islam as an islamophobe or a hate monger or fear monger or all those other things we must have courage to speak the truth with love to season our speech with salt to speak passionately compassionately and with the facts and the good news folks is that christianity is on the right side we have the truth the word of god is the truth the bible the bible is is sharper than a two-edged sword and it cuts asunder even into the soul of man and we must stand for the truth and speak it and that's what we want to encourage you to do here at fortress of faith where believers stand up for righteousness. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.